is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran. I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. Hey, everybody. I'm Milo Shandell, and I act in Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck to Hallmark podcast. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now Panda, you called me up yep. last night. I did. And you said I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. We got Milo Shandle on the po- on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did and say I that. I looked right at you because we were Skyping. Right, right. As we do. <laughs> you and I, I, and I, I Skype with the bros <laughs> at night when I can't and I sleep. Said, it's Milo Shandell. Get it right or go home. That's what I said. And then you. I said, I'm already at home, but I feel ashamed. And That's you right. said correct. Man. World class Hallmark dad, maybe bad guy, but not really extraordinary. Rick Fitch uh, from the Mystery 101 movies. Milo Shandell joining us on the pod. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you? Great to be here. I'm honored. I'm honored to be on the Dude Perfect of Hallmark podcast. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I love it. You know, and we knew that we we were doing this uh, this whole thing with a Hallmark dad, and so we were like, let's uh, let's bring our technology down a little bit. That's right. No no <laughs> Skype, no video. That's right. Uh, we just want it, we want to bring it down to the dad level, and so this is how we're doing that's, it. It's, ac- it's actually our fault, but that's that's neither here nor there. No, you know what? It, it's totally appropriate uh you know I, I still take calls from my dad to you know tell him how to how to readjust the uh portrait uh justification on his iphone and all that kind yeah. of stuff so yeah it's all uh it's all good it's all that, good that's it what's going on guys uh you got you got to pause it real quick okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> what's happening can 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 you tell me what's happening yeah i think somebody's trying to break into our cars really oh Oh my God! So this is uh, live in real time. We are out the window. (laughs) We can see Brand's car, and mine's right next to it. And three people walked by, looked in the window of the front seat of your car, and tried the handle to see if they could get in. My wallet is in my car. My wallet's in my car (laughs) because we're in a back parking lot that's secured. Wait a minute, Rick. The, we're we're the, in the back parking lot that's secured. They, and they couldn't get in. Our cars are locked. Uh, and they're gone now. I just looked out the window. But, man, that was wild. How about my car, oh. which is in the front? I'm a little concerned. Is it locked? Hope is so. your wallet in there? No, it's okay. not. Okay, we're, we're, still, okay. Yeah, we're good. All right, I'm sorry. I hope they don't steal my CD collection. That's all right. <laughs> man, that's wild. That was crazy. Sorry. That was, that was, this was a, a temporary space is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, when, when we're in our permanent space, it's going to be nice. Watch out. Um, wow. Well, wow. so let's get back to it. Yeah. Rich Fix. Right. Fitch. <laughs> Rick Fitch. Rick, Rick Fitch, who um, sells used cars on the that, side as that's well. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> Milo Chandel. That's right. Um, tell yeah. everybody uh, a little bit about yourself. How, how did you get into this acting game? What's some fun facts about you? Whatever you want to share. This wow. is the moment. All right, this is this is it. Uh, all the all the unknown things about me. Um, well, I, I've been I've been an actor for quite a while. I started out in theater. I did a lot of musical theater. And and something you may not know about me is that I have actually been to Greenville twice. What? Uh, with the with the Broadway tour of Mamma Mia, which I did for six Here years. Here we go so again. Been, wow. Oh my gosh! I have been to your fair city, and I've enjoyed it. And. Uh, 
almost got to see a Greenville growl game, but mm. oh my god, that, that doesn't even exist any, that, that doesn't even exist anymore, Milo. Yeah, so that's I know, uh, I know. So you went, you perf- tell you when I was there. You performed, <laughs> you performed at the Peace Center then. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Well, how did you enjoy your time in beautiful Greenville? I loved it. I loved it. It was kind of my first time in the South, and um, I, uh, I enjoyed the cooking, and there was some, there was some nice kind of uh, Southern cooking restaurants that I remember mm-hmm. from there. I was staying just right downtown at the West End, and so we nice. were just kind of, uh, we'd wow. have some time, you know, just to explore, and, and the weather was nice. It was nice and mild. And you, got, uh, really you, got, it. you got Sobeys right across the street. Sobeys is like <laughs> uh, New South cuisine. That's yeah. the upscale oh, southern. Okay. That might have been where I went. It probably I is. It's a pretty famous place uh, to go for out of town. So you were in the traveling Broadway. That's pretty, like, that's yeah. an impressive thing, and I imagine it's a pretty grueling thing to do week after week, going to new cities, doing, uh, doing this every single day, sometimes twice a day. What was that whole experience like? Yeah, well, it was, it was a, first of all, it was a fantastic experience, and, and I loved all the travel that we did. I, I've probably seen more of the U.S. than most Americans, um, and because uh, I'm Canadian, you know. Ah, uh, don't you know. Uh, yeah, oh, it all makes sense. That, that's the pronunciation. Of that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, <laughs> Um But yeah, no, it, it, uh, we were lucky. Uh, we, we would usually do two to three weeks per city, so okay. it wasn't always uh, one week in, one week out. But um, I did it for six years, so wow. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, But I definitely was ready to get off the road when, when that finished, and then I... I moved back to Vancouver. I'm, I'm born and raised in Vancouver, and uh, but I moved to Toronto when I was in university and had a whole career doing theater in Toronto, and then um, and then moved back to Vancouver when, after the Mamma Mia tour. And my wife and I were starting to have our family, and um, and so we wanted to be around our family so that the kids, you know, we had free babysitting. Really, right. that's yeah, Cle- that's no, that's family. important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, no, but it was it was great. I had a great time. Great time. So, that. did you do any other shows aside from Mamma Mia, or was it just Mamma Mia? Oh yeah. Well, I think for um, in the U.S., uh, I did a show called Forbidden Broadway, uh, Forbidden Hollywood. There's sort of these uh, smaller musicals, kind of satires on uh, on the movies and oh. satires on Broadway shows. So I did a, I did that a couple times in the U.S. But up in Toronto, I was in the Disney's Beauty and the Beast, and I did uh, Stratford Festival, which is a classical Shakespeare festival. I did that for a while. A lot of a lot of regional theater and, and all that kind of stuff. Now who uh, but, um, who did you play in Beauty of the Beast? Just oh, I was uh, I was an understudy in that show. That was in my young days, but oh. I, I understudied uh, Gaston and Lumiere. So oh yeah, was, I was uh, thinking Lumiere. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because when I was younger and I had more hair, I actually was more of a Gaston. But Ooh. Then, you know, like, but then life happens, guys. I'm yeah, no, le- we're all, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we all, all like that. we're all Gastons. Yeah, we're <laughs> all Gastons. <laughs> um, is there any, I, I imagine doing the same a show night after night has its challenges in that you kind of get into the routine. And so if you're not careful, maybe sometimes you might miss a step here or there because you're going with the motions. Is there any memorable where a uh, moment where you just totally blew it on stage, like it just in the routineness of, of, of doing it at night after night that you just blew it. You missed your mark, you missed your line or something like that. Well, there was, there was one time that I, I thought I had missed my entrance, but I actually hadn't. 
and I was so, I was so clued out that that I was like, oh wait a minute, no, it's my injury. Oh, and I and I ran upstairs because the dressing rooms were down in the basement. I ran upstairs, and on the way upstairs, I I ran into a door that was that was uh, partially <laughs> open, and I I slammed my forehead into this door and just kind of like you know got knocked back a couple of steps and then kept running. I ran up there and I re- I got into the wings and I realized that wasn't my cue that I had heard. It was, you know, another cue. So I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, you know, I've, I've got, I've got 35 seconds before I need to go on stage. And then I, I went to wipe my forehead and I was like, Oh God, I'm sweating. But then I looked at my hand and it was covered in blood. Oh um, no boy. <laughs> yeah. So I grabbed, I grabbed a fistful of Kleenex and, walked on stage and did my scene with my hand pressed against my forehead oh. and facing upstage away from the audience. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and luckily it was a short, it was a short scene, you know, it was maybe two minute, minute, minute and a half, two minutes long. I mean, that was a long two time. minutes. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, I, I was just, I could, I was just praying that the blood wasn't, you know, running down my hand. Milo <laughs> <laughs> is a true professional, yeah. this yes. guy. Oh dude, you, you know, I mean, I had two understudies, but, uh, you know, you never want to let them go on because, yeah. you know, you might get Wally pipped, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So we did it and then I got some stitches, uh, that night at the hospital oh, and wow. I can't even remember what city we were in. That's how, uh, that's how, how sort of how much I got hit, like hit on the head. Oh, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. That's funny. So, uh, how early, yeah. when you said you were in theater from a young, like how early on, like what's your first memory of acting like and going, Hey, this is the thing that I want to do the rest of my life. Like, are we talking about like a child actor or is this something that you discovered in high school, college? Yeah. High school. Really? I mean, I, my parents were both actors. So I was kind of around it a lot, um, and it it, uh, it it felt like a natural thing for me to do. And and I was always a bit of a ham, and I was always a bit of a class clown. And you know, I won the class clown award when I was in fifth grade, and um, and I was always doing impressions of my teachers and getting into trouble. And so it, it seemed like the natural thing for me to kind of go into. But it really wasn't until I guess high school, probably. 10th grade, 11th grade, where I started doing the high school musicals and really getting that, that instant feedback. And I, I love making people laugh. That's always been kind of something that I've done. And, um, but once I started getting into the singing and the dancing and just inhabiting different characters, that's really when I decided that that's what I wanted to pursue in, uh, in college. So I uh, went to a, an acting school in Toronto and um, the rest, uh, you know, the rest is history, as they say. At at some point, uh, you you went from being, hey, I just want to be on the stage, to at least having some interest on being on the screen. I imagine. So, how did that happen? Where when did you start kind of having this itch to move from stage to screen um, during your that, career? Yeah, that that was pretty much a fluke, actually, because um, I, I had done I had done theater for almost twenty years, and. Um, uh, after we moved back to Vancouver, uh, you pretty much have to do film and TV if you want to have a career in Vancouver because there's just not as much theater here. Um, and uh, I was in a show at, at our sort of local kind of big regional house, and they started auditioning for this kid's sitcom that they were going to be shooting in Vancouver. You know, the, the classic four cameras set up and, you know, corny jokes and all of that, live audience, all that kind of stuff. And um, I had I had grown up watching sitcoms and always wanting to be in one. 
And so I was like, oh, this, this would be great. You know, I'll go in and audition for it. And it's right up my alley. I'm a, I'm a live theater actor, and these shows are done with a live audience. It should be right, you know, it should be right in my wheelhouse. Um, and then I, I didn't hear anything for like six months after the audition. And uh, then I, they called me in again, didn't hear anything for like two months. And then they called me in again. And, uh, and then I finally got it. And wow. that we, I did this show it was called Mr. Young. It was on uh, YTV up in Canada and Disney XD in the U S and I did that for three seasons and that kind of kicked off, uh, my whole, you know, uh, TV and, and screen career what? and, uh, it just kept going from there. Yeah. Was it as, uh, close to the stage as you thought it was? Obviously there's a live audience, but I imagine it's a good bit different than, uh, than doing something on the stage. What, what was the biggest it, kind of surprise? How, how different it was for you? The, you know, to be totally honest with you, I, it was very similar. I don't, oh. I don't think I did anything differently than what I would do on stage. But the big difference and, and the best part of it was that I got to go back and like repeat things, you know? So like if we, if we were doing a scene and we didn't nail a laugh, we just would do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd, keep, we'd keep doing it until we would refine, you know, the timing of the joke until we actually got the laugh that we wanted. And, and that was the best thing about it. I just, I just felt like, uh, you know, and we had this team of writers that were writing uh, these jokes and we were like, they wrote it like an episode of the Simpsons. It was like four jokes per page. And, uh, you know, so we were just always, they, they always encouraged me to go further and go bigger, which was probably the first time in my career I'd ever heard that, you know, everyone was always trying to pull me back, you know, Oh no, no, that's too big. You know, keep it real, keep it real, keep it real. These guys were like, no, 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 keep going, go bigger. (laughs) Give me more, give me more, you know? So, yeah, it was it was a dream job and and it was um it was really terrific. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh your your filmography is quite something and we'll get to Hallmark in a second. Um I see that you had a part in Okja Bon yeah. Joon Ho. This is the day after the Oscars and Bong Joon Ho just cleaned up last night. Best director, best writer, yeah. best picture for Parasite, which is phenomenal if you've not seen it. Uh I I would love to hear about your experience uh, whatever you did for Oak Jaw, I would love to hear about that. Oh man, it was it was amazing, isn't that isn't that great though for was, yes for director Bong? This is how we referred to him on set is director Bong. <laughs> uh, he he, this is how he likes to be uh, referred to, and it's a very formal. You know, he comes from a very formal culture, so uh, you know, as the director of the movie, there's a certain respect that uh, that uh, is expected, and so we called him director Bong. Having said that he is the nicest guy. Mm. Um, he was just so, and I had a very, very small part, which if you've seen the movie, I'm sure you don't remember me at all, but I was kind of the, in the corporate office with Tilda Swinton's character. And I was kind of like, I was always kind of off to her. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, all I, right. yeah, you know, you can see me, I'm bald, I have glasses, you know, my, my usual, my, <laughs> my usual, the spectacled, uh, bald, uh, character. Um, but I had a couple of lines and, but it really, I mean, it was like a, it was like a, a clinic in acting, watching Tilda Swinton work and Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just incredible. And, um, sidebar, uh, you guys have seen Rise of Skywalker, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen it. Babu Frick, you know, that little guy that, uh, works on C-3PO? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. That, that is voiced by an actress that was also in Okja. 
her name's Shirley. She's a Scottish actress, and she was in the original Train Spotting as well. But, wow. Uh, she, yeah, I know. It's crazy. I didn't even know that when I saw the movie, and then I was looking up on IMDb, and so we had a couple of scenes together, so that was very cool. But um, yeah, watching Tilda Swinton work was amazing. And director Bong is, um, he's really a visionary. I mean, this guy is a real artist. He writes all his movies, uh, his direction, he storyboards everything. Like every shot that you see in one of his films is storyboarded. And it's wow. storyboarded almost exactly, exactly the way it's shot. So uh, there's not a lot of wasted shots. You know, he just shoots what he knows he's going to use. The, he has his editor with him on set, so they're editing. Looking at dailies. In live, yeah, they're, they're editing like in real time. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's amazing. And we got to go to, um, they flew me out to New York. I got to shoot in Manhattan on like the 40th floor of some skyscraper. We were looking oh, wow. out at, you know, we were looking up, up, the up island and down. I mean, it was just incredible. It was an incredible experience. It was July in New York. I mean, come on. Brad Pitt showed up on set one day because he was one of the producers. producers yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. wild. Did you, uh, did you, did you just have to, did your agent just find you that audition or how, how'd you get the part? Well, they, they shot part of it in Vancouver. Okay. So I guess they were, you know, they shot some of the slaughterhouse scenes in, in okay. Vancouver. So, uh, so we were, um, you know, they, they have to hire a certain number of Canadians, but I was lucky enough to, get cast as one of the sort of uh, continuity people. So like a lot of, a lot of people will just sort of be in one, you know, one shoot, like they'll do the Vancouver shoot, but they, they won't do the New York shoot or they won't do the South Korea shoot. But I was lucky enough to kind of get attached mm. to Tilda's character and Giancarlo's character. So he wanted there to be some continuity so that it didn't look like, you know, all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of different people just because we're suddenly in a different city. So, uh, yeah, so very, very lucky. Got to spend five days in New York and catch up with some old musical theater friends. And uh, yeah, it was that, it was an amazing experience. That's awesome. And I'm Did really you... happy for him. I Honestly, like the guy is such a visionary, such an artist, and I'm just so thrilled for him. Have you seen Parasite? I have not. Oh, not man. yet. It's great. Yeah, I know. I, I've been, you know, I've got three kids, so I usually don't see anything unless it's got Pixar in the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not even Hallmark, huh? <laughs> uh, I have to get sent links to the Hallmark stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it at midnight after the kids are asleep and all. Right. I'll watch it on the computer, but uh, yeah, so um, no, it was just a great experience. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm interested as somebody who's you're you're a trained actor. You've done Broadway. You've done all these amazing things. You've worked with some amazing actors. Is it is it difficult for you to watch film or to watch something on the stage and not just pick it apart and pick it apart and not and pick people's performances apart and say I wish they would have done this? Or are you able to take a step back and just enjoy enjoy the art and enjoy different performances? How are you able to watch stuff? I, I think it it kind of depends. Um, it's easy with the good stuff to lose yourself in it and just get absorbed in it when it's not so good. That's when I find myself starting to kind of, you know, break it down and, and reverse engineer it and, 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 you know, pick it apart. And I, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. Like, you know, everybody, listen, every actor, every director, every writer has done stuff that they maybe, you know, aren't the proudest of as far as their work. God knows I have. I mean, you know, every every second job I do, I'm like, yeesh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, when, when something's good, 
you just get you just get wrapped up and, and taken away. You know, it, it's um, it's really easy with with the really good stuff. Mm. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the bad stuff, uh, you got involved with Hallmark, <laughs> um, and and uh, and uh, tell us how that because you were like the go-to uh, Canadian dad playing an American. Um, I've I mean your IMDb is just littered. Do you know how many Hallmark movies you've done? Uh, seven, maybe? seven or eight. Okay, Six, seven. So yeah, like that. how did you get involved with Hallmark, and what has the experience been like? Well, I, I auditioned for, first of all, the experience has been fantastic. Um, I, you know, I, I like, first of all, I like things, I like doing things that my kids can watch, and I never have any worry with the Hallmark content, you know. Uh, they may not want to watch a love story, but, you know, at least I know that <laughs> they it's... They can. Uh, yep. yeah. They can, exactly. They can <laughs> if they want. Um, and, you know, I keep telling them, I, I've got three boys. I'm like, boys, if you meet cute... This is what happens. You know? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, I'm really, really happy to be part of the, the Hallmark family and, and, um, and doing all the different, like the Christmas movies, and then there's the mysteries. And, you know, like I've been able to play a range of characters that I probably wouldn't have uh, just doing, you know, just kind of being out in the business and just kind of auditioning for your, your, your episodics and stuff like that. So, so the experience has been fantastic. But it started for me, I'm, I had auditioned for the pilot for when calls the heart mm. and this was probably back in 2011 or 2012. And, um, and I auditioned for, uh, Michael Landon jr. And they were shooting the pilot. And I think I auditioned for, can't remember the characters. Uh, Ned Yost was one of the characters I auditioned for. And there was a, there was a mayor. I think his name was Silas Ramsey. I auditioned for him. So I didn't up, get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it all sounds I right. I didn't end up getting it, but yeah, it sounds right. It sound like uh, when calls the heart. <laughs> um, but uh, but then um, uh, uh, actor director that I know up here, uh, Peter Deloise, who you guys might remember from uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Oh yeah, series. nice. Yeah, um, he's a he's a uh, quite a, a busy director up here, and um, and he's he's a good guy. He guested on my kids show, and you know we sort of bonded over you know. Uh, directing and, and, and acting. I also direct as well. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, and anyway, he kept, he kept talking, he kept bringing me in for this banker character and they, they hadn't written it yet, but he, he said they kept referring to this banker character. And he, he finally told the writers, it's like, well, you got to write this character. We need, you know, you keep talking about him. We need to see this guy. So, um, so they wrote it and he, uh, he thought of me for it and brought me in along with a couple other guys. But, uh, but you know, I ended up getting the part, and it was a recurring, and that was really fun. And then um, from there, I auditioned for a few other sort of Hallmark movies and got those. And then it, it just kind of snowballs, you know. Like yeah. uh, acting is is all about momentum, and once you sort of once you're kind of hired for a couple of things, people go, "Oh, okay, I guess we can hire him now." So you know, they just keep yeah. keep hiring. You're you, a so. good dad. Yeah, yeah you're a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? It, I'm just I'm just acting my truth, man. That's right. <laughs> What's your most memorable or your favorite of the Hallmark movies that you've worked on? Oh boy! Well, I really this one we just aired on the weekend, Matching Hearts. I think that's probably my favorite so far. Um, 
with uh, you know the beautiful Taylor Cole and uh, the the also beautiful Ryan Davis. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ron, a lot of beautiful on screen. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh man, I know, I know. Well, it's hilarious because I'm I'm doing these scenes with Taylor and with Jessica Steen playing my wife, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> like how did. How, I, 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 I turned out okay. Like, I, I did well. Did you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were, were, were you ever... Beautiful wife, and we had this beautiful daughter. It's like, who knew that? And the, then there's you. Know, you. Well, and then there's me. Did you ever, I did like, do Beauty and the Beast all that's those right. years ago. Did you ever show up on set with uh, and have a scene with Pavey, Cole, and... The, the lady that plays your wife and just go, Hey guys, I'm here to bring up the hot factor a little bit. I'm trying to make this watchable for everybody. You guys are a bunch of uggos and I'm just trying to make it something that people will like. No, I think I'm, I'm actually the one that, you know, makes everything relatable. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's too beautiful. We gotta, you know, people are going to tune out because they just can't believe that yeah. that's wild. exist in one place. So, you know, I'm like the between courses sorbet. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I I believe looking at the IMDb, this was your second movie with uh, Mr. Beautiful Ryan Pavey. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We did, uh, it was called Dude Ranch when we were shooting it, but uh, Summer Romance. Yeah, it's Christmas in, or yeah. Summer in Montana. Summer, yes, yeah, Summer that, Love. That, yeah. and That's right. Was That's that, right. Did he also uh, fall in love with your daughter in that one? Is it? Has he stolen multiple no. daughters? Okay. <laughs> Good, good, because that would be uncomfortable. Yeah. I was, I was the banker in that. That was that's my second right. banker. That's the banker. That's, right. that's the, the banker. Yeah. That's the bank. It's been, it's yeah. there, there's been about a hundred movies since then, so yeah. it, it all starts to run yeah. together a little bit. Uh, you've also, well, and you guys see them all, right? Yeah, yeah. we do. You, you've also worked yeah. with our friend Chris Palaha. Who, who's, who's more fun, Chris or Ryan? <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? I, I, I listened to your interview with Chris, and uh, <laughs> he is one. Funny, cool dude. Um, yeah, I don't know who's funny. I don't know. Maybe Chris is funnier, but but Ryan, listen, Ryan is a he's like a closet metalhead. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we interviewed we, Ryan we too. Yeah, yeah. We I haven't listened to that one yet, but but he and I bonded over Tenacious D because we both love the D. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy too. Yeah, no, it's you know this is a great thing about Hallmark. He, the people they bring in are such real down to earth people and you don't get any of that actor BS where, you know, so-and-so's in their trailer and they're not coming out and, you know, everybody's on time. Everyone's a professional. Everybody's good at what they do. And, um, you know, right down to the directors and the producers and the writers and the, and the, you know, craft people and the creatives and the, all the departments, you know, it's just, they've created a real, um, a real great working environment, and I'm just really, really happy to be part of it. But um, yeah, I yeah, wish I, those, could, I wish I could guys. say the same. I wish I could say this. Panda's a panda's tough. Man. Panda's Pan, tough. Listen, he's he's, tough. he's, he's not a, a he's late. He complains. He was in he was in his trailer all the time. Uh, that's why we were late oh, today. Oh yeah, gosh. that's true. And guys, listen, uh, I am who I am. Yeah. Uh, that's all I the temperature of his Diet Coke was off maybe a degree. Right. And he oh, was Well, I can tell. Furious. I can tell. And, I mean, you know you know the specs I need to, in order to perform right. it. Top top dog. Yeah, top dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to dive into uh, – really, I want uh, Dan to dive into Mystery 101 because there was yeah. a theory that yeah. was uh, said on the show. I'm really proud of this. Yes. Uh, so you play Rick Fitch. And uh, really, we make a lot of theories on our shows. So we do. Sometimes they, they have to be right sometimes. You play, right? But I will say this. I ran this theory by Chris Palaha, and he said, oh, my gosh, that's great. 
So he liked yeah. it too. Uh, but I had this theory. Yeah. You play in one of the uh, mystery one on ones. I think it's I think the fourth it's the one. Fifth, is it the dead talk? Third, it's the third, it's one. third, third one. one. It's the third one. Um, where you play Rick Fitch, uh, used car salesman, maybe murderer, uh, <laughs> and basically you show up and there's this jealousy angle. And I postulated that you were secretly Jill Wagner's character's uh, father, and we didn't know it because yeah. we don't. Because you yeah. did date. That's her right. mom That's before right. she yeah. got married right. to uh, to yeah. And to I said that right. on, on air, yes. and, and we, we all liked it. We all liked it, and then I said it to Chris Pillai. He said, "That's great." Well, you told me something uh, in in our Facebook messaging before we we got on here that I want you to repeat uh, for all the listeners. Dan's not usually right, so when he is, he, right. he wants it's to put on record. I'm like I I was so floored by this and so excited to be right that I I want I want to hear you say it. Okay, well. First, let me preface it by saying that, you know, there, there's right from the actor's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then course. there's right from the writing perspective. I wasn't right. actually right, yes. but <laughs> here, here, go well, I don't know. This is the thing. We don't know. From, from the writers and the producers, you know, they definitely plant that seed, and, and we don't actually know. But, but your theory was that, yeah, Rick Fitch is actually Jill Wagner's character's real father. When we were shooting that, and we had that one scene at the party where I where I meet her character for the first time, and you see this kind of wistful, sort of regretful, sad kind of look that I'm giving her. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how I was playing it. Right. Yeah. And when when you're an actor, sometimes you have to kind of create uh, create backstory for yourself and. What always helps, a little actor trick is, that someone taught me once is always have a secret. Your character always has a secret, and it makes it very compelling to watch. So my secret was that I knew and her mother knew that I was the real father, but mm. we were the only two. And her mother her mother uh, had, had passed away. So really, until I get thrown off the cliff... <laughs> I'm the only person that knows yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this bit of information. But yeah, that's exactly how I played it, and I thought that it would be more interesting um, from from that angle. But there's nothing in the dialogue to indicate that. There's nothing in the script. But I can tell it in your soul. It's in the eyes. I can tell it in your soul, Mila. It's in the right. eyes of the actor. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I think, and I know it's difficult seeing as how you're dead, but I like to think <laughs> that we can get something trending, like... Uh, Bring back Rick Fitch. Yeah, uh, bring back the Fitch. Bring back, yeah, yeah, the, that's exactly right. And uh, and maybe it's via flashback. Who knows? And we just yeah, and we yeah. really get to see it. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe you're not dead. Maybe it's all a big, Ooh, a big, uh, a big it's a, like a soap opera. Yeah, thing. That's exactly right. I fell off the cliff, but I just I, I was I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to tell her, and so I I yeah. died. You know, something like that. Come on, we never see the body. That's the first rule of film. The first rule of film is if you don't see the body, they're still alive. That's exactly right. I don't know. Or, or it's first called, rule. No, it is. It, if you get the book, that's the first yeah. rule. Oh, we just reviewing it before we, this. Uh, we try to do the same thing uh, here at Deck the Hallmark when it comes to building a character. Like I tell myself a full backstory. Like for instance, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Was a teacher. Right. Was a principal. Yeah. All that's made up. Yes. So I feel better about yes. the fact yeah, that I sure. do this full time. If yes. you can believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were. You were just. You guys like, do this full time. That's fantastic. Brandon and I full-time. do it full time. Yeah. You were just slum. You were. Oh, right you were a Seven Eleven cashier when I found that's you. That's exactly right. And I said, "This guy's got. He's got. He's gumption. got something." I had this gumption. weird idea where I wanted to keep the hours open. Open later. <laughs> right. <laughs> made a hey, eight- You ever watched a Hallmark movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were having a conversation. and I said. Uh, what's the deal with the 7-Eleven hours? And you said, well, I've been thinking. 
what, what, hear me out. We eight, o- six twelve. Yeah, six, six. Open at six. Close at twelve. That's right. Call it a six twelve. So, call it wow. a six twelve. Call it a six twelve. Wow. And I said, this guy's got something. That's right. And that's that's when you knew. And that's Deck exactly the homework right. was born. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> hey, I, here's a pitch for you. I got a pitch for you. Oh, I love a good pitch. We usually a pitch do pitch from Rick Fitch. So. I was just thinking, a pitch from the Fitch. That's right. Here we go. Seven Eleven mysteries. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm in. Good work with that, right? We are get a, just get a corporate sponsor. Working on the specs right now. We're, yeah, we're okay. This truth, is- <laughs> no, truthfully, what we need is we need a a, a mystery. It's a it's a uh, what's it called when it's a, a side crossover? A, it's a no. It's like a spinoff spinoff spin-off series. Oh yeah, spin-off, of mystery yeah, one hundred and one. Yeah. But it's Rick Fitch. It's his story with with uh, Jill's uh, mom. Yeah, and, and it's not All just a flashback. flashback. Yes, but they're also they're sleuthers. They're sleuthers. They're just solving cases. A- yeah. I so love it. In the past, it, it could be like, uh, uh, it, it could be Fisteries mystery. Fisteries. Ew, Stop mystery. talking. Ew. <laughs> just take the next. You just go to the trailer. Fisteries mystery. That's mystery. terrible. That's um, I'm I'm interested. Uh, you get to do some of these Christmas movies, and uh, you know we watch them, and it just looks like Christmas threw up everywhere. But it's the middle of July. Yeah. What's that like yeah. uh, uh, as a as an actor, just going in in July and it being Christmas time? Do you love Christmas? Does it make you really happy when that happens, or do you just walk in and you roll your eyes and you're like, I guess it's Christmas? No, you know, actually, it it is kind of cool because you know I do love Christmas, and uh, so you know you walk on set and it's like, oh, I guess it's Christmas, great, you know. Um, I love all the decorations and everything. The only the only drag is it's hot. It's just so hot, yeah. you know. And they they've got you in scarves and and overcoats and um, yeah. So it, uh, it from a practical perspective, it kind of sucks. But from a sort of uh, I don't know, a theoretical perspective, it's great. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I, I could have a little Christmas in July. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. As, as a supporting character, sometimes a dad, sometimes a banker, how often are you typically on set with the full cast doing your thing? Uh, I'd say somewhere between two and five days. Okay. okay. Uh, that seems to be, yeah, that seems to be pretty much, you know, if, it, if it's just like a, like one or two scenes and I'm, you know, if I'm playing like a school principal or something and every scene takes place in my office, they'll usually shoot it out in one day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, matching hearts, you know, if you're in a couple of, it, it, you know, a, a film shoot is all about the location. So they get their locations first and then they build their schedule around that. So when, when I look at the script, the first thing I do is I say, okay, how many locations am I in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many days is this going to turn into? Because, you know, you get paid by the day, of course. Yeah. Um, but you're in my, when you're in my position, you get paid by the day. Right. I'm sure Ryan Pavey doesn't get paid. Yeah, by the he day. just took a check. I'm yeah. guaranteeing <laughs> yeah, you that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so can we ask you some yeah. matching hearts questions? Can we do that? Um, yeah. All right. I'm worried a little bit, Dad. I'm worried that you're okay. you've got some uh, some some health issues that you're not telling anyone about. Um, yeah, because true, you yeah. uh, you need your daughter's help to pick up a bucket with ten flowers in it. And for the life of me, I don't know why you need help picking up a bucket with 10 flowers in it. Can you please explain that to me? It's, it's my trick football knee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, the, the earlier versions of the script had a little bit more uh, about um, our sort of mine and, and, and my wife's kind of health. And, uh, and I think they just decided it was getting into sort of too dark a place. So it, 
it um, they sort of turned it into more just you know they work too hard and they're just tired all the time and they want to enjoy their retirement and you know so it, it became a little bit more benign but uh, yeah, but they but left in notice. the part where you can't lift flowers <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah, sad yeah, at all yeah I know I know yeah it's that like, was a... you know, I'm a I'm a big guy I don't look frail. I, I know that was my whole thing was it's like she's running over to help you. And I was like, is there cement at the bottom of those flowers? Well, again, I go back to the actor's secret, you know, and it really, I just sort of figured, okay, I've got a bad knee or a bad back or something from playing too much basketball or something like that. Yeah. But, wow. Um, yeah. So, but you'll notice that it, in a later scene, my wife has the same problem. She has to come in and help her yeah. lift the bucket of flowers. <laughs> yeah. You guys are playing so two, I, I a two, two on two basketball game. You guys both got injured. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's really a bad. We a make the flowers. We don't lift a thing. <laughs> she, yeah, I went up for an alley oop and I, I heard something pop. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you feel good about the decision you and your wife have made uh, to kind of turn the, the company over to to Tim? Timothy. Timmy. Uh, maybe Timmy. not necessarily. Uh, but yeah. I, it does seem to allude to eventually – like you're bringing them on and yeah. eventually if things go well – Timmy, Timmy's got it. And, and this is the same guy that's yeah. held down about four or five different jobs so he, far. He opens up to you about how bad he has been so far at life. And you say, <laughs> Timmy, do you want to work for the flower shop? Have I got a business for you to run one day? <laughs> You know, honestly, I think I think we're just so desperate for help at that point <laughs> yeah. that uh, you know it's like, what, what are you breathing? Great, one body, you're in. So, um, speaking yeah. speaking of help, Milo, early in the movie, uh, Julia looks at her parents and goes, "Why don't you just bring on seasonal help?" And uh, your wife in the movie goes. You remember the disaster that happened last time we brought on seasonal oh, help? Oh yeah. Um, so. I'm sure, as being a seasoned professional vet- veteran that what's you are, what's the actor's secret here? What's the disaster <laughs> yeah. that could have possibly befallen the flower place because of a seasonal help? Well, um, <laughs> we refer to it as the uh, the thorn incident, and uh, <laughs> there was a lot of blood. We hired people. We hired a bunch of high school kids, and yeah. you know they didn't know what they were doing, and uh, you know they didn't know that roses have thorns. Every rose so, has its thorn, from what I understand. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, I gotta know, and I I could ask Ryan this, but he's not here, so I'll ask you, Ryan. All right. Uh, he he started this pet adoption place, and he does not really seem like he's a dog person. He says he's in, a dog in real life. In real life, in real life, I I would wouldn't be surprised if Ryan is not a huge dog person. Do you know if Ryan actually likes dogs? Uh, I don't know, but he did seem very interested in adopting a uh, Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. So yeah, that sounds that, like a that, Ryan Page that movie. That sounds I'm like Ryan. Yeah, no, that's a Ryan movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's a dog person or not. I mean, he didn't seem to have any problem with the dogs on set. He seemed to be uh, kind of enjoying himself. So, yeah, not sure. Not sure about that one. That's okay. That's okay. Man. We'll have to go to the source. Yeah, we'll have to go we'll to, to the take source. take the tape. That's, That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Do we have any more questions about that, or is it rapid fire I think time? this might be a rapid fire time. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It is All time right. for us Great. to go to our rapid fire round where we each get to ask you three questions. You have to answer them as rapidly as possible. It's a, it's a okay. big it's a big fun. It's a big blast. And uh <laughs> and I can't wait for this edition of the Rapid Fire. Dan, 
Start us off. Harder songs to sing off Broadway, Mamma Mia or Beauty and the Beast? Mamma Mia. Uh, favorite restaurant you've ever eaten at? Oh, uh, Butterfield Nine in D.C. All right. Uh, uh, favorite Halloween costume from when you were a kid? <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> the one my dad made for me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your dream director to work for? Oh, jeez. Uh, Scorsese. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, we're coming to hang out with you. Uh, where are you taking us to have fun? <laughs> you two are both terrible <laughs> at this. All right. So we're going, uh, we're, we're going to do the grouse grind. You ever hear about the grouse grind? No, no I'm in though. No. What is it? Tell it's, me about it's it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but, uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's basically a, uh, a climb up the side of a mountain. You're pretty much on a 90-degree angle. <laughs> it's kind of a Vancouver thing. Oh, I am out. <laughs> it's probably just going to be me and you, Milo. Uh, okay. I don't know if you've seen That's us. Uh, we're gotta... not necessarily in the prime shape of our lives <laughs> at the moment. Neither am I. Well, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll stop halfway up and maybe turn around and walk yeah. back down and go get a beer. How about that? Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That, that sounds good. <laughs> um, what is a, a musical that you wish that you could have been in, but you didn't get the chance to be in yet? Oh, yeah. Um, I really wanted to, I, I wanted to be in Billy Elliot, the musical. Oh, oh okay. A, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a, there's a father character in that that has a, he's Billy's father and uh, it's just a fantastic part. He's got a beautiful song to sing. Um, you have to do this uh, kind of Midlands uh, English accent, which is uh, really tricky. And Ooh. so it'd be challenging. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of them. And the other one's probably Les Mis. I never did. Yeah. I, I played a French peasant in four different musicals and I was never in Les Mis. What? Wow. Wow. No, that's not even possible. The epitome of the French peasant. Music. There's yeah. four other ones. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? That's like a punch card situation. <laughs> yeah. Your fourth French peasant, you get Les Mis for free, don't you? There's a lot of, a lot of French peasant musicals. Who knew? <laughs> All right. Uh, what food or beverage do, do, does Canada just do better than the United States? Food or beverage. Um, well, poutine. I don't know if you guys have ever had poutine. We have versions of it, but I don't think we have it like you guys have it. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's a really Canadian specific thing. Um, I would have to say, I think, I think our beer is better guys. Okay. Okay. So give me like, are you talking like Labatt's blue? Like, what are we talking about here? Even even that? Yeah. Even the mass market beer, uh, it's just, uh, I, I find it, I find it a little better than, uh, than you know, Bud or or yeah. Miller or any of those. So. Uh, too watered yeah, down it's here. A little better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a little watered down, and uh, yeah. So yeah. I hear you. Okay, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to try it out one of these. That's days, right. Man. That's oh, right. We'll have to take it to the tape. Yeah. yeah when when, when we're not on the mountain, yeah. we can. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll we try it later. <laughs> uh, favorite album of all time. Wow. Oh jeez. Uh, Actung Baby. You too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Actung Baby, and possibly 1A is probably OK Computer by Radiohead. Um, Man, this guy. Okay. Um, You said something earlier that I want to ask a follow-up to. You said that every um, actor has a piece of work that they maybe regret or they're not as proud of. (laughs) (laughs) What is the one thing on your IMDb page that you wish was not there? I love it. 
Oh boy. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I did, it's probably the first one I ever did. I think it's my first credit and it was back when I was pretty much just a theater actor and, uh, and it's called, uh, it's a show called Real Kids, Real Adventures. Kind of a, a, <laughs> it's like a reenactment show uh, of, of kids doing heroic things. And I played a sheriff in one of them. And I was probably 27, 28. Had never acted for the camera before in my life, except for a little bit in, in school. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure I was giving a very big, broad, stage performance as this uh, sheriff. Uh, thankfully, I have yet to find it anywhere. Well, online. we've actually got it queued up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, but that does sound like a challenge. Yeah, that I and could, I think we, I we're going we're to go on a deep it. dive to yeah, see if we can figure if that you guys out. Find it, if you guys find it, you know what? Uh, yeah. If you guys look on YouTube, by the way, there's a... Uh, there's an Eggo Waffles commercial I did when I was about 25 as well. And that was actually really funny. It's, it's kind of a slapsticky physical comedy thing. But, uh, yeah. That, oh, that's real kids, fun. real adventures. Get Come out on. Of here. <laughs> Sheriff Mila, Sheriff Fitch. Oh, I yeah. I, and, I, and there was a Sheriff Fitch. Yeah, exactly. I think I had more hair then, too. So, you know, it was. Uh, it, it was uh, I got to find this. I'd actually like to see it, you know, having, you know, having yeah. said that. I, Stop there, child. You know, the <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> Get back here. What's happening? There was a forest fire. I remember there was a forest fire, and I was like, you know, uh, you know, are they bringing in the water? Are they going to drop the water? In? I, I can't remember what's right. going on. We'll find it, man. We'll find it. It's, it's going to happen. If, if the internet is for anything, it's for finding stuff. I mean, like come this. on. So we'll see what we can <laughs> yeah. do. Milo, uh, just thank you so much for giving of your time with us this Monday. Uh, we really appreciate it. We enjoy your work, and thanks for being a good sport. Oh, no problem, you guys. And uh, I, I love listening to your guys' podcasts, and you guys keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Treat- Thanks you, a lot. Do you have anything coming up that you're uh, excited about or that we can look forward to oh, seeing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in Picture Perfect Mysteries, uh, Dead over, dead Before Diamonds. The Pena uh, Vega. Oh, uh, you got a, that's a Ron Oliver. Right. Ron, Ron Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ron Oliver, he's the man. He's Ron the Oliver's a friend of the show. He's a big, we're big fans of him. Oh, right here. fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his, too. Um, yeah, that's coming out, I believe, on the 15th of February. So uh, February, I'm, I'm it's the month of Milo. <laughs> it you know what it totally is yeah i've also got a netflix movie coming out called love guaranteed and i believe that's coming out on the 15th as well wow. that's just a small part in that but uh yeah you know hey these uh these glasses uh you know they, they're they, paying they the rent lots of places that's right that's right <laughs> it's pretty much iconic at this <laughs> it point is. That's right. it is it is right. it's kind of an iconic look yeah you know you get the, but i gotta i gotta break up the the skin somehow you know when you got the bald head and you, you gotta, yeah i i know uh me i can i say this first of all i'm bald yeah. uh ding okay. balding and, congratulations yeah congratulations. thank you i appreciate you've been that. holding on to that balding you, moniker yeah, he, since the late 80s you could, <laughs> you could be bald <laughs> right. you're just not getting giving up yet i've 
I don't want to. I can't say it. It hurts too much. But to I say asked it. you earlier today, hey, Panda, if there was a miracle <laughs> goo that would bring back your hair, you hesitated. You, you paused. Sure, you would do you it. Weren't I, sure. Because here's the deal. I know I look good right now. Sure. And it's just, do yeah. I want to go back? Like, there's a lot of perks to being bald. Like, I don't think we yeah. talk enough about that. Like, we're always like trying to be ashamed of All it. Right, but five perks. Go. Okay. Number one, I don't have to spend any time on my hair. Good, number two, you save either. a lot of money on shampoo. Okay. No, uh, yep. A lot. Number three, haircuts don't have to worry much you about kinda, it. You, but you get haircuts regularly. You get more haircuts than no, I do. You get more haircuts than both of us. That's because when there's 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 not as much. So that's not an advantage. Okay, okay, put that one back. Okay, so there's oh, two no, advantages. It, it is an advantage. It is an advantage. There's nothing better than walking into the barber and sitting down in the chair and going, number one all over. <laughs> he gets it. Yes. That is so true. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. You're going to have no your one qu- And no one questions it. The only like, advantage I can think nope. of is it's cool. It's cooler. And I, I, Oh, and that's four. <laughs> cool. Uh, and five. Yep. I'm almost at five. Uh, you can pretty much wear anything and it works. Like, you, you don't have to worry about it. That's a stretch. Yeah. yeah. No, it does. Yeah. Balding. He's, <laughs> uh, you know what? No, no hat head. No hat head. Right. No yep, hat-head. There you go. Wow. All right. yeah. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bald. Uh, yeah, you've convinced me. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest. After this conversation, I want Milo to be my dad. <laughs> hey, there you go. Turn on. All right, Milo's like, it? thank you. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Uh, it's a hard pass. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Milo. Thank you so much, and may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks, guys. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast presented by Friendly TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina at the flagship property studios on East Coffee Street. For more information, go to deckthehallmark.com.